Welcome to the Uncomplicating Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, and certified integrative nutrition, health, weight loss, and mindfulness coach. I'm passionate about teaching women how to balance being busy and healthy without complicated rules or restrictions. On this podcast, I'll be simplifying weight loss concepts and mindset shifts so that you can be confident in your curves. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Before we dive in, I want to share my brand new free weight loss mini training called the six simple steps to losing weight. In this video training, I'm going to teach you my step-by-step framework to losing weight and keeping it off. I also created a workbook that you'll be able to download so that you can put each step into action. One of the most common things I hear is, I really want to lose weight, but I have no idea where to start. And I totally get it. I know how overwhelming and confusing it can be. And that's exactly why I created this training. It's quick and to the point, and you will learn exactly what to do to jumpstart your weight loss. You can either click the link in my show notes or just go to my website, www.eva.fit. Hey, friends. So I'm back from vacation. I was in the Bahamas celebrating my birthday and my son's birthday. Uh, He just turned 11 or he's going to middle school and I cannot believe my life right now. I can't believe how big he is, Uh, but we had a great time. We also stopped by Orlando, visited one of my best friends. We went to Disney World and I am absolutely exhausted. And I kind of lost my voice last week. So this week, fortunately, I have a very special guest interview to share with you. And while not directly related to weight loss, it will definitely give you lots of insight on how to create success habits that you can apply to any goal you have and how to go all in on your dreams. Today's guest is Emily Williams, a money mindset expert, success coach, author, speaker, and CEO of two very successful companies. After falling into a quarter-life crisis and struggling through a string of low-paying jobs, including serving up lattes at Starbucks, she finally decided that it was time to follow her heart. So she packed her bags, moved to London, where she knew no one, and launched her own coaching business called I Heart My Life. And that's when her whole life changed course. In her first month in business, Emily earned $442. She then went on to hit six figures before her 30th birthday and after just 18 months successfully scaled, which she'd started to a multi-million dollar empire. Today, she remains the CEO of I Heart My Life, which has evolved into a media, educational, and lifestyle brand through which she carries out her mission of helping thousands of women worldwide to create a life better than their dreams. She's also the founder and CEO of her personal brand, Emily Williams, where she helps executives and entrepreneurs break through their limiting beliefs and rewrite their money stories so that they can increase both their income and their impact and feel more fulfilled and satisfied than they have ever felt before. I also had the pleasure of being interviewed on her podcast, the I Heart My Life podcast, last month. So without further ado, here is my interview with Emily Williams. So Emily, 
For anyone who is not familiar with you, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I call myself a success coach. And what that means is I work with female entrepreneurs to support them in becoming more successful. And it's not just about business strategy. It's also about the internal work, such as their mindset. And a lot of times they want to make a lot of money. So we do a lot of money mindset work. And so I run programs and lead masterminds to support them in becoming more successful. And I also have another company called I Heart My Life, and that is more of a personal development and lifestyle brand for all women, not just business owners. Awesome. And can you tell us a little bit about your story and maybe like how you started and and how you became so successful in your field? Yeah. So I always thought that I would have some sort of business. I grew up with entrepreneurs all around me, but at one point in high school, I decided to play it a little bit more safe. And I went to college and got a degree in psychology. And then I figured the next step was to get a master's in counseling psychology. And so I applied to 12 different schools around the United States, got accepted into a bunch of them and was literally driving to Northwestern in Chicago to find an apartment in the city when I had you know, declared that that was the school I was going to go to. Mm -hmm. And during that car ride, I like to say my whole life changed course. And that's because I got this feeling in the pit of my stomach, like this was not the right next step for me. And I started crying and my mom who was driving the car, she looked over at me and just asked me what was wrong. And I told her I couldn't do it. It didn't feel right to me. And so we literally turned the car around, went back to Ohio, and I entered into a full-blown quarter-life crisis. And from there, I got a bunch of odd jobs. I worked at a hospital for a bit. I worked at Starbucks and ultimately just did not have clarity around what the next step was for me. And for somebody just like you, Eva, who's super driven, high achieving, you know, not having clarity was so challenging because I always felt like I was meant for something big and to not know what it was, was just super painful. But around that time, I started to just tune in to what I was feeling and what I was being called for. And the only clarity I really had was that I wanted to live in London. And that sounds so weird, especially somebody, you know, who's from Ohio. My family had never really left the state, but I had visited the UK previously and just got this feeling again, like I was meant to take action. And for me, that meant moving to England. So I applied for a master's degree or a master's um, program in nonfiction writing because the other piece of clarity I had was that I wanted to write a book at some point. So that was kind of my ticket to the UK. Getting to have that student visa gave me an opportunity to move. So in August 2010, I moved to the UK. I didn't know anyone. I had my four suitcases and just (laughs) kicked off my life there. And I thought that my quarter life crisis was going to be over now that I was in England, but that wasn't the case. It followed me across the pond. And what I discovered was that I didn't actually know how to be happy. Mm -hmm. And I started, yeah, I started seeing this happiness coach and going to this place called the happiness center, which is super cheesy, but she, (laughs) after like six sessions of me crying, she shared information with me that no one had ever shared with me before. And it was information that I wish I had known and 
looking back, you know, after spending, my parents paid for my college education, spending like a hundred grand on psychology classes. I can't for the life of me understand why I never was taught this before, but she basically taught me that I didn't have to pay attention to my mind and I didn't have to listen to what my mind was saying. And that I had the ability to redirect my thoughts and to replace my thoughts with more positive thoughts. So that was a big moment for me when I started to do like true mindset work and I got into a gratitude practice and just focused on the things that were going right instead of always being so down in the dumps about what was going wrong. Mm -hmm. And a few years later, after doing this work and, you know, practicing the law of attraction and being a part of this master's program, writing a book also, you know, at the same time doing a bunch of odd jobs where I was constantly in small businesses. I had this aha moment when my friend sent me an email about Marie Forleo, who is a well-known coach in our space. And I saw her website and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm meant to do. And because personal development work had been helping me so much and helped me get to this place of clarity, I wanted to help other women love themselves and their lives. And so that's how I heard my life was born. Wow. So yes, I'm very familiar. I also did B-School um, and Marie is so inspiring and, and just like looking at her, her story and all of that has always been for me, super inspirational as well. And I know one of your um, accomplishments is you literally went from making $442 in July, 2014 to making over seven figures in your first 18 months of business. And that's incredible. Talk to us about what happened in your mind that took you from $400 to seven figures in such a short period of time. What had to happen in your mind for you to find that level of success? Well, I'm glad you phrased it that way because, you know, you and I have had a conversation about hard work and how so many of us grow up with the belief that it's all about hard work when it comes to success. And yes, that was a big part of the recipe for me, but it started with the internal work. And so I had um, the opportunity to work with a coach very early on. Um, now, let me frame this a little bit better. I was $30,000 in credit card debt and $90,000 in student loan debt when I started my business. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know, I didn't know how to start a business, number one. And number two, I didn't know how I was going to fund it besides the fact that I was working part-time as a matchmaker. So my husband, who again, by the way, was only making $37,000 a year, He lent me his credit card to invest in the first program that I was a part of that really helped kickstart everything that I did. And so what that did for me is I got to be around a coach and other women who were doing big things. And my coach at the time, she used to say to us, you know, you can turn your annual salary into your monthly income. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, I thought it sounded a little bit crazy, but I was like, yes, I want that. And so I chose to kind of adopt what I saw in her life as possible for me too. And I think for a lot of us who want to do something big, you know, we stay in this like safe container of our friends and family and don't realize that it's, it's really detrimental to our success to not put ourselves in the room with people who are doing what we want to do. Because when you see others doing what you want to do, it shows you that it's possible. And that was really the one, one of the biggest things for me in the beginning is just like, convincing my mind that this sort of quantum leap and the life that I wanted was possible for me. And not just in the future, because I actually believed that I actually had had and still have the issue where 
I know what's possible for me. I get so frustrated that it's not here now, but I've never had an issue with belief, but it was like seeing that it was possible now and having somebody give me the tangible steps to make it happen. That was a a true difference maker. Wow. And I, you know, I, I know we were talking about this a little bit ago offline, but we, a lot of the same mindset shifts that, that are required for being successful with your business and being successful as an entrepreneur and even in a corporate career, right? A lot of those um, mindset shifts that we need to make are the very same ones that my weight loss clients also work on and, and need to make as well. It's very much one of those how you do one thing is how you do everything sort of thing. So I, I, I was, I really wanted to do this episode with you because I'm thinking like financial fitness, like I'm thinking of like, you know, let's uncomplicate these financial issues as well. Right. Because it's, it's how you, how you approach the, your life and your business and all of that also bleeds into how you're approaching your body and your wellness and your weight loss journey. Right. And, and how to be successful in one is the same way that you can apply being successful in the other, because they're really not that different. It really all starts in your mind. And I know that um, a lot of the time when you, I probably, when you work with, with clients, the same way when I work with my weight loss clients is they have these fears of the unknown or a case of something I hear often is I've never been able to lose the weight or I've never um, been able to stick with the program. So there's these like insecurities of just like, it's, I've never seen it, right. I've never been there before. So I don't know how it feels. Does that, does that resonate? Like, do you, do you find that some of the people that you work with also have issues like that, where it's like, I've never made this kind of money, or I don't know what that looks like. And, and how do you talk to someone through those like limiting beliefs? Yeah, great question. So it definitely, it's, it's these two like weight loss and making money are so parallel. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. And of course, like everyone has so many fears and just mindset stuff to work through in the beginning. And I know for me in particular, one of the things was around making money and what was possible for me at my age. Mm -hmm. And so I had to work through that. I had to believe that as a 27 year old woman, I could actually do what I wanted to do. Another thing was even setting, you know, money goals. And I know that, you know, you probably have thoughts on this regarding weight loss goals, but I really believe that you have to know what you want in order to get it. And so just getting clear on like, what is the actual goal here? And I know for me, it was very helpful to just write out all of my desires and to actually admit it to myself because so often we're like, oh no, I can't do it. I can't have that. That's not possible for me. Uh, my family's not wealthy or I'm just big boned or I have a sweet tooth. You know, there's always all these stereotypes and thought habits that are running the show. And so I had to really reprogram my mind to get clear on what the beliefs, what the the goals were and develop the beliefs that all of that was possible for me. And it was on its way now and that I was worthy of it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that also really helped me was to no longer make jealousy wrong. And I actually share a story of scrolling through Instagram and seeing that there was this woman uh, with like a thigh gap. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, like who in the world has legs that thin? Like who has a thigh gap that big? And I realized that although I had done this in business, I realized that I could use my jealousy for good and recognize that it was giving me clarity in terms of what I actually wanted. And the thigh gap, that's just a silly example, but it might resonate with your people. And so I started to do that with business. Like if someone was jealous, if someone 
uh, made me jealous, like Marie Forleo or somebody else making a certain amount of money, instead of allowing that to cause me to shut down or say, I can't have that. I used it to inspire me to be like, oh, great. So now I'm clear. This is what I want. And let's even take it a step further. Send that person really good vibes, whether it's energetically or even send them a message saying they inspired you. And remember that they're just a human having a human experience. And if they can do it, you can do it too. Oh my gosh. I love that because oftentimes I think that, you know, we can become competitive and we can become, you know, the whole comparison itis gets in the way of, of success across the board, whether it's, it's financial success, weight loss success, anything, right. It's like, you see other people doing it and it's like, why her? Right. And I love how um, you say something, you're one of your techniques is why not me? And, and I think that's a really great way to, to even just like reframe some sort of like to reframe any sort of like hater, you know, um, thoughts of just like, wait a minute, she, if she can do it, I can too, you know? And it's like, and instead of being angry and instead of feeling or, or internalizing or making it something like the person is better than you. It's like, no, use that as inspiration, right? Use that as like, Hey, she did it. That means I can as well. Is that what you would say your why not me technique kind of, um, kind of means? Cause like when I was reading about it, I was like, I think I know what it means, but let me ask her. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. You hit the nail on the head because yeah, if we cut off an opportunity for us to do something, just because our mind is telling us we can't, like that's, it's craziness because actually I believe that our truth is in our heart. And so I always say that our desires are dropped in. And so if you desire something and yet your mind is telling you, you can't, and you know, you see other people doing it and yet your mind is still like, it's not possible for you really like do your best to forget those voices in your head and tune in to what you're being called for. And yeah, the, why not me? technique can work for that. Um, and like I said, just being in supportive groups where you have people who are going to hold you accountable and remind you of what you you are capable of, you know, that's everything, especially when it comes to money, because so often we're pulling from our past to predict our future. And that's the worst thing you can do. Like think about how many people have completely transformed their lives. Like we're talking about weight loss. We're talking about making money, right? It's, we're not talking about going to the moon. Human <laughs> beings are very <laughs> capable of a lot of big things. And yet every single day we're telling ourselves on a regular basis, I can't, it's not possible, blah, blah, blah. And we have to understand that that's not the truth. What's in our heart is the truth. Yes, absolutely. And, and on that note, I know you have a technique that you also um, use called JFDI, which I love because it's just fucking do it, which sounds like something I would say. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about kind of where you came up with that and, and how that how you can how you apply that in your life and, and maybe how some of our listeners can apply it to theirs. Yeah, so I definitely cannot take credit for this one. So my client about six years ago told me that her mom used to tell her that. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious, which makes it even better. Yes. But yeah, it basically just means like, just do it. Because so often when we're starting a business or looking to make money or raising our prices or going to the gym or whatever, doing the techniques that you teach your clients so brilliantly, our mind does get in the way and say, oh, this isn't worth your time. It's not going to happen. There aren't clients for you. You can't lose the weight. And we know intellectually this thing is going to help us because, you know, we've worked with a coach like you, or we have a teacher who's, who shared that with us, or, you know, intellectually, we might even know it's worth a try. 
but yet our habits tell us otherwise and our programming tells us otherwise. So I love the JFDI technique because it's like, no, just get out of your own way. Just do it because you know what the result is going to be. And if you don't have a hundred percent, you know, you're not sure hundred percent, at least give it a try. And so it helps you to remove the barriers of taking action because you know, I don't know how you feel, but I, for me, success is not about sitting on top of a, mount, a mountain and meditating my way to what I want. <laughs> like right. we have to go out and make it happen. Yeah. And so that's where JFDI comes into play. Absolutely. And also when it comes to things like moving past our fears and insecurities, especially starting something new, whether it's a new business or whether it's asking for a promotion, whether it's starting a, a weight loss program, whatever it is, what are some tips that you could share that, that maybe you've applied that kind of got you out of those? Like, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, like, I don't know where to start. What would you say to someone that comes to you and they're like, this is new and it's scary. And I'm, I don't, and I, and I'm, my fears are all telling me that like, this is not something I can do. How would you talk to someone like that? It's really simple. So there's a quote that I love. It says, no desire is felt until the supply is ready to appear. Mm. That's really what I kind of, my life motto is, is I don't believe that I would have a desire or longing for something unless it was possible for me. And so when you operate with that mentality, any fear in the world can come up, but you learn not to trust the fear. You learn to trust the desire. And just like all the work that you've done to reprogram your mind when it comes to food, it's the same thing with anything else. It takes practice because of course, as you're putting yourself out there, the mind is going to be like, no, you can't do this. And it, it ultimately wants to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. But when you start to recognize that you are not your mind and you become the observer of your mind, instead of believing that it's truth, and you recognize that your desires are truth, then that changes the game. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's so good. And I know that you also, you speak a lot about your intuition as well, which I love because I'm all about like feeling everything and, and trusting yourself and trusting your body and, um, and how that can really uh, transform everything when it comes, especially when it comes to weight loss is once you start to really tap in to like your intuition. And I know that you use your, the power of your intuition to create this life and this business that beyond your dreams, right? How, how did you do this? And, and how could maybe our listeners um, apply their intuition a little bit more to, to getting to their goals and finding the success that they're looking for? Great question. Yeah. I mean, for me, it started when I turned that car around and went back to Ohio and then ultimately moved to London. I started to see that I could trust my intuition. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are very, you know, they don't hear their intuition. They haven't practiced using that muscle. Mm-hmm. And so you can start small. So you can use it for, I don't know, what you want to eat in the evening, maybe like where you want to go in terms of a restaurant or a trip that you want to take you know, tune in and see what is exciting to you. What are you being called to do? And, you know, I love the phrase clarity comes from engagement, not from thinking about it, because so often we're sitting here spinning our wheels, questioning what we should do next. And yet we're not kind of getting our hands dirty and testing the waters. And so for me, that was a game changer. When I moved to London, I started trying new things. I Um, started doing the personal development work and just started to engage with my life versus being so upset that things in quotes weren't happening yet. And so really tune in to 
what, yeah, every single day, like what are the little things that are calling you? And then ultimately you'll be able to trust yourself more and you'll be able to hear your intuition more, and then you can use it for the bigger things. And I also think we also, we we have to release the fear of failure because often that stops us from moving forward. When we think we have to have everything so perfectly, you know, tied up with a, a little bow. And the truth is, is we learn so much through challenges, through failure. And so just releasing that pressure to be perfect uh, can also be a game changer and allow you to tune into your intuition even more. Absolutely. And I absolutely agree because I know a lot I work with a lot of clients who are like, I've, I've failed so much, right? Like I've tried this and it, nothing ever works. And I've, I've failed in the, it becomes subconsciously ingrained in their brain where it's just like, you know, your brain's going to offer you up. Oh, you already failed once. Right? Why try again? Right. And I think that just being okay, as you said, just being okay with failure and being okay with like, that's just going to be a lesson for me. And next time I'll try something different. Next time I know better or next time we'll try a different strategy. But what happens, I see happening so much is that failure can be so debilitating. And it's just like, it, it's like, it stops it for so many people. And it's a matter of just like pushing through, as you said, just like pushing through and trusting that like, you're going to figure out another way as long as you don't give up. And that's what I say to my clients all the time. And I think that it applies also with success and money and business and all of that is just failures are just lessons. It's not a stop sign or a turnaround, <laughs> turn around and go back. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, all of us have examples of times when we have trusted ourselves and it's worked out. Mm-hmm. And so just, again, go back to those moments or those chapters of your life where it's, it's obvious to you that you can trust yourself because at some point we all have an experience of that. So you have to remind your mind and your, you know, your heart and your body, like what, um, how powerful your intuition is and that it can be trusted. Yes, absolutely. And last question, what is one thing that you wish you would have known before you started your, your success journey? What is one thing you wish you would have known that maybe would have stopped you from, um, you know, maybe would have saved you a little bit of time, or maybe, you know, you would have approached differently that you would tell maybe like your younger self. That you don't have to move so quickly. Um, and it's really, I mean, I'm just somebody who I want things like yesterday and I know (laughs) the big vision, like I said, I know what I'm capable of. And so there can be so much frustration there, but especially when it comes to business and I'm sure the work that you do, there's so much power in building a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. And it means that you don't have to go back and like redo things and scramble and all the stuff. And so kind of like slow and steady wins the race. Mm -hmm. And that's never been my motto until a couple of years ago when I realized (laughs) how important systems and building a team and all of that actually is because I have a tendency to just move super quick and get things done. And of course there's a place for that, but just like our bodies, we're not meant to run uh, on a super speed level every single day of our lives. Like there is so much that can be uh, revealed and achieved and and just so much beauty and slowing down a bit and enjoying the process and just putting things in place piece by piece. I love that. Emily, where can my listeners find you? So you can find me uh, in terms of my work with entrepreneurs at emilywilliams.com. And then my lifestyle brand where we do personal development work with all women is iheartmylife.com. 
Awesome. And we will have all of that linked in the show notes so that my listeners can find you and follow you and also subscribe to your podcast. Emily, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. It's been amazing. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week.